Thank you, Jeremy. Wow, that is such a blessing. No matter what our circumstances, no matter where we are, whether we feel alone or abandoned, God sees you, he knows your need, and he'll make a provision. And we see that something as simple as a roof that most of us take for granted, God knew her need when we made those little silly cakes and was able to take the kingdom to Belize and around the world. So we're about to take communion, and um, I've been in seminary now for about a year over at Asbury Theological Seminary. A lot of, it's wonderful, yeah, I recommend it. Any of you want to go to seminary, come on along, because it's been a huge blessing in my life. I know a lot of you are worried it might ruin me, you know, you know, cemetery, seminary, and all that stuff. Uh, I'm so blessed to go to a school that truly uh, believes in Jesus. That's one, you can't take that for granted anymore. Uh, believes the Bible and wants to take the whole Bible to the whole world. But, you know, one of the things I've been learning about it really is kind of the history, uh, church history, and how communion played a role in the church. You know, I was raised Catholic. And so as a Catholic, we were, communion was a big deal. You were prepared for a long time before you took communion. You had to fast in the morning. You had to go to confession before you would take communion. And uh, it, was, it was a big deal. And then uh, after I left the Catholic faith, I went to some other churches where you might take communion once a month, and usually you just pass it down the row and had a little wafer and a little thing of grape juice. And Honestly, I hadn't thought deeply about what, what we're really about to do. You know, this was the only sacrament that Jesus instituted, that he commanded his followers to do. And what does that really mean? What are we really doing? You know, there's different beliefs about what, what's happening up here when we take the bread and we take the cup. You know, as a Catholic, we were told that the, the bread and the wine literally turned into the body and blood of Christ. That was an idea called transubstantiation. And uh, that was the doctrine of the early church. And I will tell you, it was a big deal to them during the years before the Reformation. If you questioned that, you were going to be roasted. I mean, they took people to the pyre. They, they lit them on fire for having any different view. That's how serious they took that. And then during the Reformation, we had different ideas. Luther uh, expressed an idea called, I think it's consubstantiation, which means that the bread and wine don't actually change, but that the presence of the Lord enters and is together, mingled with the bread and the cup. That he is present in those elements. And that's really where the Methodist tradition comes from. We follow that line. And then there's the Calvinist position where they believe it's more of a spiritual, we're sort of taken up into the presence of Jesus in heaven. And then there's Zwingli, he's another guy that believed it's just a, we just remember. But we know that what we're doing was different, special, sacred, what we're about to do. Paul talks to the Corinthian church and he says, many of you take this cup unworthily. You take this bread unworthily, and you bring judgment on yourself because you don't discern the Lord's body. I don't know what that means, but there's something sacred about the presence of Jesus' body, the presence of his spirit 
here as we remember what he did for us. And what also is so important is that as believers, we, we, look, we often look past the cross. We look to the resurrection. We look to the victory, the new life, our destiny in heaven. But the one commandment that Jesus asked us to follow was to remember the price that he paid. His body was broken for us so that we could have life. And he shed his blood for the forgiveness of sins. And we live in a world where we believe, I'm good with Jesus, I said the prayer, I'm saved, and I take my sin, I look at it, and it's like, well, that's under the blood. I'm just human, no big deal, cheap grace. God's happy with me, all is well with the world. And I think that's a dangerous place to be. We need to examine ourselves. We need to give that part that is not pleasing to him and ask him to burn it away, take it away. He says, do this in remembrance of me. Last week, Fabio talked about this idea of remembering what Jesus did for us. And we remembered how he saved us and how he's blessed us and how he's provided for us and how he loves us. But even at the core of what we remember, we remember that our salvation was costly. It cost the life of our Savior, who didn't have to do it, but he did it out of love. So as we come together to take the bread and the cup, let's really examine ourselves. Is there unforgiveness? Is there sin? Is there judgment? Is there pride? Is there sloth? Is there greed? Whatever is in us, before we come up and we remember what he did, let's ask him, Lord, take this away from me. I don't want to take this unworthily. I want to remember what you did for me. I want to honor your sacrifice by sacrificing my flesh, by picking up my cross, denying myself, and being like you, identifying with you in your suffering. It's the greatest privilege we have as believers. So on the night that he was betrayed, he invites us to this table. Now one thing I want to mention is that I'm not an ordained minister, so I wasn't able to consecrate these elements, but these were consecrated prior to this. And we have an open table. Anyone can come. Anyone is welcome. But we do this by examining ourselves and partake of it in a worthy manner. So let's go ahead and, and join in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. For those of you visiting with us today, our center station will have a gluten-free option. So if that's something that's important, go ahead and make sure you get in that line. <laughs>